Hey there, it's Colette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have. Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on her way to Super Momit, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high-five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with stories. Today's guest is a busy mom of triplets, wife, and philanthropist, Janie Petrangelo. Janie was born and raised in St. Louis, where her and her husband Alex, the captain of the reigning Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, continue to live and play. They have just come off of their Summer of Stanley, lifting an insanely proud city with this epic title. Janie gives back to the community in countless ways, including starting a charity with her family in honor of her niece. We can't wait for all the details and want to welcome Janie to our podcast. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be on your show. Oh, good. We're excited. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it's going to be fun. This is so out of my comfort zone. So, <laughs> Yeah, those two most of the time, so don't worry. Did you find a quiet space in your um, home of three babies? Yeah, they're downstairs watching Moana with Alex, and I'm up hiding in their room. So all is good for the next hour. <laughs> oh, perfect. I'm, hi- I'm literally hiding in my uh, closet, so... <laughs> So Jane, let's start with this. How so you grew up in St. Louis. Tell us a little bit about your childhood or your family life. Yeah, so I grew up in St. Louis. I went to one of our public high schools. Um, it's a pretty common question in St. Louis to ask where you went to high school. So to get that out of the way, <laughs> I went to Pattonville. Um, I have two older sisters and a brother. So our house was always wild and fun and we always had somebody there with us. Um, I guess I couldn't ask for like better siblings or parents. I, I love it. I love St. Louis. It's a good small community. Um, it's like a big small town. Like everybody knows everybody. St. Louis is great. I love it. And what did you what did you do as a kid? I saw that you um, were going to lead into this. I saw that you were a cheerleader. So were you into that when you were younger? Yeah. So I grew up dancing. Um, I competed with our high school dance team. We did nationals every year. Um, and then what led me into cheering for the St. Louis Rams is that my sister cheered both Super Bowls. So she got to win one Super Bowl and then she was there in 2001 when they lost. And then so she motivated me to try out myself and I cheered from 2009 to 2012. Wow. We didn't have as much wins as they had, but it was still (laughs) a lot of fun. I met a lot of great girls. We, uh, I can't believe we keep finding dancers and we don't even mean to. I, I have a dance background. We've had a couple other guests that were dancers or cheerleaders, too. And it's, I mean, we didn't plan on it, but keeps nope. happening. Keep oh, yeah, I've been like binge, binge listening to your podcast. So when I heard you were dancing on the one with just the two of you, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. We have so much in common. It's going to be really easy. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest, too. I watch football. When I go to football games, I, I go for the cheerleaders. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so mesmerizing. <laughs> cheer is so fascinating. I love I love watching cheer and I don't 
do it, never have. The only dancing I do is after a few drinks. So I mean, I appreciate it. <laughs> Those are the real nibs. <laughs> the drunk nibs. <laughs> did you ever assist in any choreography? No, I did not. We always hired that out. Um, his name's John. He's great. He taught us to do the hair whips, like... He was perfect. One time Ooh. he called me a jackass because I couldn't pick up his choreography. <laughs> he was like, go home, so, put your hair in a ponytail. That is yeah. fair. <laughs> and so I see your time with the Rams took you out of the country for your first time. Yeah. So the first time I ever left the United States was to go to Afghanistan. And before we flew into Afghanistan, we flew to uh, Qatar for stay of the night. And my uncle is actually stationed at the base that we were at. So I got to see him across the world. It wow. was a pretty neat experience and it was a real eye opener. Was it scary? Um, like- yeah. So we had a couple interesting things happen. Like the guys and the women serving would take us out and they were going to let us shoot some guns. And before we shot it, like there was a guy driving a motorcycle and they're like, Oh, hold the fire, hold the fire. And they later told us like any like lone guy on a motorcycle is dangerous or potentially dangerous. So yeah, we were in some pretty scary situations. Another time we couldn't like leave a base because people were shooting missiles. It was a real eye opener. When I like (laughs) accepted to go, I didn't realize like really what going into a war zone would be like. And when I got there, I'm like, this isn't, at all how I imagined. It was interesting. Well, I'm sure it, it kind of feels yeah. a little fictional, I feel like, when you're when we're so far away. We're watching it unfold on TV and in the news. We know what's happening, but it's, I'm sure, a completely different experience when you're over there. Yeah, it's a hot desert, like the men and women, they're away from their families. And it just like, it was a good reminder to like be grateful for everything that we have in the States and like our freedoms. And, like, uh, what's the sacrifices they actually give us? I bet. It's like a total new appreciation, right? Was it by chance that you ended up where your uncle was stationed? Or did you know that and kind of help to facilitate the visit? No, I had no idea he was going to be there. Um, he got wind that I was possibly going on the USO tour. And then he messaged me. He gave me the dates he was going to be there. I'm like, oh, well, that's when I'll be there. And there's this one place you stay at in Guitar. I guess that's where most people stay. And he's like, okay, well, I have this day off. Hopefully we can meet up. And yeah, he got to come over. I got to see him, take a couple pictures. That's awesome. Yeah, luckily he has an, um, he flies the refueler tanks. So he just flies out and then, I mean, he's still in like a dangerous zone, but luckily he's always been safe and, Yeah. Is he still over? Where is he now? He is in the reserves now. So he's actually stationed out of Scott Air Force Force Base in Illinois. But he and his family live in Memphis, Tennessee, and he's flying for FedEx now. Well, I'm happy to hear he's safely home. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So where where did you and Alex meet? Uh, We met out um, November 2000. Oh, my gosh, my years are flying by. November 2010. It was a Saturday after the American Thanksgiving. And my girlfriend and I were like the only two people in town. So we just went out and we were just like bar hopping, having like the time of our life. And I met him downtown St. Louis on Washington Avenue at Lucas Park. And my friend and I were going to leave to go to the next bar. And he's like, oh, 
me and Matt will walk with you guys. So they walked downtown St. Louis with us and we had lots of fun. Like he, I'm pretty sure he catfished me because he had like all the best dance moves that night and he has not danced <laughs> since then. <laughs> Boo, Alex. Uh, oh, you're a sucker. I know. <laughs> I, I fell for him so hard. <laughs> That's so funny. I honestly, I feel like the more girls we ask, I feel like so many of us have met the guys at a bar. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's like yeah, everybody's answer. Way. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Was, oh, I love it. And he was playing for the Blues at the time, obviously. Yeah, so that was his first full season with the Blues. His two previous seasons, he had been sent back to the AHL and juniors. So. It's kind of crazy how things work and the timing of it all. Nope. I had no idea who he was before the night I met him. I didn't even really follow hockey that much. And now I'm living it and I'm still learning the rules eight years later. Oh, I still don't know it's the rules. It's just been a wild, wild ride. Well, no kidding. And so Bridget and I love this, that you guys have only been on one team and it's from, and it's the city that you are born and raised. That's, it's pretty rare. It is extremely unique I feel yeah we are definitely very fortunate um both my sisters still live in town I have like my mom and my grandma we have a good supporting cast here and uh, like the day I hope it never comes that we have to play for a different team but this is his last year on his contract so he's been trying to talk about like the what if like what if this happens what if this happens I'm like let's just live day by day (laughs) I can't even bring myself to think about the possibility of not being here in St. Louis I'm sure it would be mind-blowing for us. I mean, it, ours started out in a different city, so it never, the I don't know, the possibility of him playing in our hometown, and he actually, Ray actually played in Edmonton briefly, but it kind of blew my mind a little. That's where we're both from, and for me, I don't know, in my mind, I kept thinking, you know, five years, years down the line or however many years, I was like, it would be great for Ray to end up playing with the Oilers and retire in Edmonton, and we could have our kids here and be close to family. That was kind of my... in my young mind, uh, the ultimate. And then when he was there briefly, I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can balance all my home people with my hockey people. It was different for me. I think there is, uh, a balancing out there. Like sometimes I forget like how fortunate I am to have my family here for like the holidays and everything. So then when there's like conflicting parties, like I'm such a family person. Like I love being around my sisters. Like she's my best friend. My other sister is too. So then I feel like I lean towards my family more. So the girls on the team, I forget to put myself in their position. Like they don't have their family here and it's just like a difficult transition for them. Like they come over, they're supporting their husbands. And fortunately we have like a great group of women in St. Louis and we all get along and raise each other up. So I try to like, I don't know. I balance yeah. it. I try to. Yeah. Yeah. It would be tough. Cause like, you know, I think about things when we used to do Thanksgiving, so we'd have the team over, but then yeah, you have to, of course you'd want to be with your family, but then the team's all doing stuff. So it would be a difficult balance to, to get it all together that way for sure. Do you feel like now though, now that you guys have been in it for a while, um, I mean, I imagine at the beginning, was it kind of difficult to get to know the girls on the team? Because of, because of your family and obligations elsewhere, and you didn't necessarily need the team in a way that the girls that, have, that don't live there do? So Alex's best friend on the team, Carlo, he had his girlfriend, and it was her first school year living in St. Louis, so she really took me under her wing. 
which I appreciate because I feel like sometimes I can be such an introvert and not really make new friends. So she introduced me to everybody in the team and she would have like people at her house for like Christmas Eve. So she helped guide me along the way. And when they left, I'm like, what am I going to do without you? <laughs> and then I got really close to Kelly Backus and she was a great help and mentor and best friend. So we, lo- we love Kelly Backus. So I- love to hear that she was one of your closest friends there. Yeah. She and David were um, in our wedding party. Oh, cute. I can't. Yeah, she's great. I think she looks like Nicole Kidman. You know what? We always joke that she's Nicole Kidman, and I would be like the Reese Witherspoon because there's such a height discrepancy between the two of us. <laughs> like, this is what we look like when we stand next to one another. So cute. Uh, I've never met Kelly in person, but I, I just feel like a creeper because I follow her, but we've got mutual friends. So um, I think well, it's awesome just- that you became close and close enough for her to be in your wedding party. That's awesome. One of my... First gifts from Kelly um, Kodak. She gave me a T-shirt and one of the autism awareness bracelets, and that's kind of how I learned about you. I love how connected the hockey world is. That's so cute to hear that she gave you that. Yeah, she gives the most thoughtful gifts. Like, there's always, like, a reason or a meaning behind something she gives. So, I don't know. I wish I could be the gift giver that she is. (laughs) Meanwhile, I, like, give gifts two months late. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my world. Yeah. Bridget scam right there. <laughs> so, so I got, I think it's relaxed. I think it's relaxed. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a little relaxed, Bridget. <laughs> Tell us about your triplets. Uh, so they are not the result of IVF. I was going through fertility treatment, but I was taking letrozole, which is kind of like Clomid, um, like Effit. FSH shots to get my eggs growing because they were like slow to grow each month and then a trigger shot to release them and we had been doing that for months after we lost our first pregnancy like every month the triplets were a result of fertility medicine Um, I had been going through it for a while like starting in October Alex wasn't in town the dang hockey season every month I feel like he'd be on the longest road trip when I was ovulating. So we had him store vials of his sperm at the fertility clinic. And for October and November, I just went and had like my IUI done. One of the girls from the team like supported me. She came with me. She was brought me donuts and we would laugh like, oh, this is going to be hilarious if I get pregnant this month (laughs) without my husband in the room. And unfortunately, those two months didn't work. And like that last round, I'm like, Dr. Cooper, I want to go all in. Let's be as aggressive as we can be. And she's like, okay, Janie, but the more aggressive we are, the possibility of like multiples goes up. I'm like, give me a village. At this point, just give me a village. I want a baby. And so I did letrozole, FSH shots, and then the trigger shots. We had one more vial of sperm. So I did the IUI plus like time dinner course, all the good things that you don't want to have to plan out while trying for a baby. And the nurse came in. She's like, okay, well, you have lots of eggs ready. So just so you know, if you have, like, high-order multiples, you always have, like, the option to reduce down. I'm like, you don't even have to have that conversation with me because I would never selectively, like, abort a baby mm-hmm. after losing two. And they're like, okay, but just legally we have to say it. And then the Dr. Cooper came in. She's like, well, let's just shoot for two. Like, 
no more than three. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Let's see if this works. And so the day I found out I was pregnant, I also text messaged my fertility doctor because I was spotting. I'm like, we're doing IVF next month. It didn't work again. I wanted to be aggressive. I'm tired of like fighting about having to make a baby. And she's like, okay, like we'll get you started for IVF, the whole process. So the nurse called in my birth control. And as I'm at CVS, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not actually bleeding. Maybe I didn't start my period. So I have birth control in one hand, a pregnancy test in the other. I'm on the phone with my sister as I'm peeing on the stick. I'm like, oh, I got to call you back. It instantly turned pink. I'm like, man, I am pregnant. I don't feel pregnant. Like I have no symptoms. I'm just kind of tired. And I went in for like my blood draw to see what my levels were at. And every couple of days, they weren't just like, I think they're supposed to double. They were like quadrupling. I'm like, either something's wrong with this pregnancy, Alex, or I, there's more than one baby in there. And so we're on our way to like our second or third ultrasound at six weeks. I'm like, I'm guessing there's two in there. He's like, there's no way there's two, Janie. Like, we're just going to have one baby. We can't handle two babies. So we're doing the ultrasound and I see the two sacks. I'm like, Alex, there's two sacks. We have twins. We have twins. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then the ultrasound tech is like, oh, hold on. I'm not done yet. And she like scanned up and there was a third baby. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, oh, wow. do they all have our feet? And like they did. And we just like died of laughter. <laughs> I mean, most people would be in shock, but I think that was our shock coming out. That is amazing. That is yeah. And we kind of jumped, we jumped by this, but you have a background in diagnostic medical sonography, correct? Yes. So after bouncing around from like college to college, I finally picked a career path and I went into sonography. So I kind of knew what I was looking at when throughout my whole fertility thing, like I could see my eggs, I knew what the tech was looking at. And sometimes I didn't like it because I'm like, okay, let's just forget this month because they aren't growing. Yeah. Well, you almost then knew yeah, too, well, not not knew too much, but you're in a different position where you know exactly what's going on. It has to be a little exactly. bit of a wild feeling where suddenly like everyone tries to not get pregnant for so long. And then all of a sudden when it's time and you're ready, you think it's going to happen naturally and with ease and then add your degree on top of that. I'm sure it was, I don't know, even a little bit more mind blowing, I guess. Yeah. So I'm a little superstitious. Anybody in my family on my mom's side? who has waited to have a baby after they got married has had trouble conceiving. So like the month before our wedding, I'm like, Hey, let's just go ahead and try for a baby now. And I'm like, yeah. my yeah. mom, my sisters, my grandma all got pregnant like a couple months before their wedding. I'm like, let's just do it. Let's, let's just stay <laughs> with like, tradition. Otherwise it's going to be hard. <laughs> well, and you do like, I mean, you take, some people take it for granted. Like I do, like if, Jason looks at me funny, I get pregnant, you know? So it's like, you don't realize like what people go through to get now, there. Now Jason walks around with blinders yeah. on. He's, gonna, yeah. <laughs> He's wearing shades. He's like, don't look at her. <laughs> but you don't realize what people go through and how much, yeah, like they have to fight for it. And good for you for getting three at once. That's amazing. Yeah, congratulations. I'm, I'm so thrilled that you have a sweet little tribe. Thank you. We do. They're the cutest. Where did you go to college? Let's back it up. I started out at SIUE in Illinois. It's like 45 minutes outside of St. Louis. 
And then I just had a transition into college. Like I didn't know anybody. I wasn't involved in any group. So I transferred back to St. Louis. I had a friend talk me into going to a private university in St. Louis with her, but same thing. I didn't like it. So I just left after a semester and then I ended up at UMSL in St. Louis, which is the University of Missouri, St. Louis. And from there, I just went to um, like for-profit school and got my degree in diagnostic medical sonography. So you even had a journey. My family was like... (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, my family laughed at me. They used the quote from Tommy Boy. They're like... A lot of people go to school for seven years. They're called doctors. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not that easy for everybody. But like you said, it's not an easy path for everyone. Not everyone knows exactly where they want to go or how they're going to feel when they get there. So you still got your education. It doesn't matter where or how many. I'm sure you're, maybe your parents paying for it weren't quite as excited, but you made it through. You stuck it out. Luckily, yeah. Luckily, my parents are pretty laid back. <laughs> I feel like they probably could have pushed me to stay at the same college, but they're like, you got to learn on your own. Yeah, absolutely. So it worked out. <laughs> it kept me in St. Louis. I met Alex. Like everything happens the way it should. Yeah. Once so you guys, it. once you guys started dating or how did he ask you out on the first date then? How did that go down? Gosh, well, we have to go back to like the first night we met. My friend and I were so drunk, which is embarrassing. We didn't have any place to go. We didn't have a ride. It was before Uber. He was like, you can just sleep on my couch. So she and I slept on his couch. The next morning, he like drove us to our car. And from there, he just like text messaged me. And we never officially went on a date like solo. We went on a group date with he brought his friend and his teammate. And I brought my friend it was just always so fun and laid back. And then when we did go out, we just always had a great time with each other. And like the conversations were easy. We had like a similar upbringing. And from there, I guess we just always had fun. And it was like a seamless transition. I don't know if we ever like decided we were going to be boyfriend, girlfriend. I think it just like happened naturally. That's so cute. And so you guys, so you met in 2010. And then when did he propose to you? Uh, 2015. So we dated for five years and I was getting to the point like, when is this going to happen? (laughs) And then I knew like the days leading up to him proposing it was going to happen. He was so excited about family pictures. I'm like, you will not even take a picture with me on my cell phone. I'm like, there's no way like we're just going for pictures. So I knew this and I played along with it. But the day, a couple of days before, we passed a bridal shop, which this is another family inside joke. They always say, well, when you know, you know, Janie. And because my sisters both got engaged like a year after dating their husband. And oh. here I am five years yeah. later. And they're like, well, when you know, you know. Yeah. Like, Thanks, guys. Alex made the joke to me. I'm like, you cannot joke about that. I'm like, that really hurts my feelings. And I think I was probably hormonal and sad. And I knew he was proposing on Sunday, messing with me. And I didn't talk to him for like two days leading up to it. <laughs> and then I ruined, I ruined the proposal. I'm like, I know what you're doing Sunday. You're proposing to me. Don't even do it. <laughs> and he's like, just looked at me and like, shock. <laughs> Poor guy. He's like, it took me five years. <laughs> 
I'm like ruining it as I go on that night. And so that Thursday, that must have happened on Wednesday. That Thursday, like I finally apologized. I'm like, I'm sorry. He apologized. And then the entire day, I hadn't been feeling well. I went out to dinner with like a group of friends. And on the ride home, my stomach was just like hurting me so bad. And he messaged me saying he was going to bed. It was like nine o'clock. I'm like, perfect. He's going to bed. Like, I can just like go lay down in peace. <laughs> well, I pull up to our driveway and there's my brother-in-law's car. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, why is Jeff here? And I get out of my car. I can't even pull into the driveway out the way. The dogs are running at me. I'm sweating at this point. Oh, no. <laughs> He's just oh, let me no. throw up. <laughs> and then I see him standing on our front porch. And he's, like, in this three-piece suit that I got him. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's happening. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he totally changed the plan on me. I'm like, I'm so excited, but I feel so sick right now. And so I walk up, and he gets down on one knee. He, like, says the sweetest things to me. And, then of course, I'm like, a million times yes. And then we get inside, and I realize my family is, like, hiding upstairs so they can see everything. And the first thing my mom says to me is she's like, you don't look really good. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't feel very good, Mom. Like, I need to go throw up. Oh, no. So in all our pictures, like, my face is glistening. My hair is, like, in a grease bath bun. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a scene from a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. oh, it was. And I'm like, it was total karma, like, coming at me for ruining his, like, <laughs> thought-out proposal. He proposes, and then you throw up on his shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, please just take me to the hospital. Oh, no. Like, Did you end up going to the hospital? No. Like, no. Kelly and David Backus, again, showed up with a bottle of champagne. So I was just, like, oh. trying to enjoy the moments. They were so happy for us. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need you guys to leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, good. Oh, well, and then where did you guys get married? We got married in St. Louis um, at this historic church in downtown St. Louis. And then we had our reception at like a local venue here. So, okay. Cause he's it was a big church. debate whether to do it in St. Louis or Toronto. Right. Because he's from, is he from outside of Toronto? Yeah, just north of um, Toronto and King City. Okay. Does he have a big family, too? So I feel like he has a huge Italian family. And that was one of our biggest debates, where to have it. But we met in St. Louis. This is where we're ultimately going to call home. And from that aspect, we're like, this is where our history is. So So there you are. It made sense to do it here. Um, d- so does Alex have any, any bad habits? What gets under your skin a little about him? Sorry, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Expose him. Let's, yeah. I think we both equally have our bad habits, but his is that he just leaves, like right when he walks into the house, he just sets his stuff on his, on the island or when he's cleaning the kitchen, he'll like, I don't know how he does this, but he will like soak the towels like cleaning up i don't know what kind of messes he makes but then he just leaves it right where it is instead of like hanging it up so it can dry and there's not just one there's like five different towels all around the kitchen i'm like why can't you just go throw this in the laundry room 
It's just so easy. <laughs> I know. The easiest things. That's the thing. I think they're all the same, though. They come in from practice, like the rink, whatever. And it's just like water bottles everywhere, keys, papers, envelopes. Like I always call them Hurricane Jason because I'm like, what did you do? It was just clean in here. <laughs> oh, speaking of water bottles, like he does not empty his car. Yeah. And he puts all of them. There's 15 of them in the passenger seat, like by the feet. <laughs> I'm like... I've gotten to the point where I just pick them up and I throw them at him. I'm like, how am I supposed to climb in here? <laughs> like, Crunch. No it's me. crunching all over the seat when you get in. Oh, yeah. Or when you yes. open the door and they all fall out. Like, you're just like, really, buddy? Doesn't this bug you? You know what? Ray's got a water bottle thing, too. But typically, it's they're all over the house and mostly actually on his nightstand. Like, there's about 10 all at mm-hmm. different levels of water. I feel like he's maybe... I don't know. Maybe when I'm not in there, he's playing songs on it or something, lining them up. <laughs> I'm guilty way too of the nightstand water bottles. <laughs> Just I'm pick so one. guilty of that. <laughs> let's talk about your Stanley Cup summer. Actually, let's before we get to the summer of it all, um, the playoffs. So exciting. And congratulations. Just huge congrats. Thank you. We loved watching. Yeah. I don't know, and for some reason, I felt like like I'm always cheering for my friends. Um, and for some reason, St. Louis just, I felt like all roads kept leading back to St. Louis this year. We had a ton of friends that had played there before. Some live there. Some are still involved with the organization. Friends that live there that aren't even hockey related. I just kind of felt like all of a sudden, that area, I knew the most people in the States in that area. And so I just kind of threw my heart into St. Louis too and was so pumped for all of you. Yeah, it was definitely wild. And I feel like we just had so many little things going on that added to the momentum. Like we had the song Gloria, which a couple of the guys <laughs> heard at a bar they were at. And then we had Layla and she was just like this little ball of personality that mm-hmm. like motivated the team. And just the team's been around for 52 years. Like the city was like everybody was uplifting the blues. Like, yeah. Let's do this. Let's it- have it be our year it just gives me goosebumps all of those things you just said just gives me goosebumps especially Layla like there's no no dry eye after watching a video with with Layla everyone was just so into that story yeah she was so sweet her family sweet like she never wanted to make it about herself like she was always there for the guys she didn't want to do interviews unless it was with the blues like she's like this isn't about me it's their playoff run but we were also celebrating like her victories. Um, yeah, she's oh. like a little warrior and she was great for the city and the team. So fun. And I'm sure you guys were great for her, obviously. Just, you know, every day, something to cheer for and something exciting and happy in her life. That's awesome. Yeah, to keep her mind off like what she was going through. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys had a busy um, playoffs with your family living with you guys. Yeah. So back in January, <laughs> my sister has been like talking about like renovating her house and they just go things, go about things the wrong way. I'm like, I'm going to be your general contractor. Like I'm going to do this. You guys can move in with us <laughs> in June. Like when the season's done, it'll be great. Like back in January, who thought we would have been in the Stanley Cup final? <laughs> I had everything organized. I'm like, okay, well, you still have to move in with us. So there, it was myself, Alex, my sister, her husband, her three kids, the triplets, all our dogs. And it actually worked out really well because I went to Boston for two of the games. So my sister stayed back with the triplets and she's probably the only person that I would ever trust Mm -hmm. to like be with them. 
and perfect nice little break for you then i don't know how we did it (laughs) oh it was a good break i think it was a much needed break i had a really hard time like letting go of control and like trusting other people to watch them. I'm mm-hmm. like, I can barely handle the three of them. Somebody else that doesn't love them like I do. Yeah. Won't I be able s- to do it. I so. can see that. Well, and your sister is the perfect, the perfect one. Yeah. So it was nice having them. It was a little wild, <laughs> but they <laughs> made it really easy. How, How about get his, his game day naps in with that much chaos? So this past uh, playoff, season they made the guys stay at hotels the night before the game and on the game days so we got to see the guys like for half a day when they got back from the previous city Mm. so they would spend one night with us and then leave to go to the rink and then straight to the hotel how it worked out that's good i mean i i would have worked out yeah you know what though i feel like i wouldn't have minded that just because then i wouldn't have been as stressed for Ray to make sure that he's getting enough rest. But I know that there's been times that Ray has told me to or different teams they played with and they would tell the guys they had to do that. But some guys just don't like staying in a hotel. They want to sleep in their own beds and get, they get the best rest in their own home, which I can understand. So was it an option or did they say, no, you all have to stay there? No, they all had to stay there this year. They've made it an option in previous seasons, but this year it was you have to stay at the hotel. Definitely the right call. Yeah, yeah. It worked. I can <laughs> yeah, I appreciate I think so. it. The triplets don't care. The <laughs> yeah, triplets exactly. didn't care if you needed to sleep or not. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. How about the stress I of the playoffs? I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I want a hotel room by myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about the stress of the playoffs. I feel like a lot of people don't realize, I mean, First of all, when you're a fan of the game, it's stressful watching. You obviously want your team to win, but it is, it's not the same as when you're in it. It's sickening. It, I, I honestly don't, it's only fun when you win. Yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> it's sickening. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you're just, you feel it's gut-wrenching to watch. You're, it's exciting, obviously, but it's, there's this level of anxiety that is, I don't know. It, it's, it, it doesn't disappear unless, unless you get the win. And I mean that like game to game and obviously series to series, but Kodat, do you remember that too? Yeah, so we... No, we didn't get that far. <laughs> yeah, but we we made the playoffs though. Don't you remember how stressful it was in the playoffs? No, because you introduced me to Chick-fil-A so that year, so that's all I could think about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it was obviously like a little stressful, but I think we just had more fun with it. So I don't know. Janie, how about you? Were you freaking so, out? My big thing, I freaked out at game seven. Mm. That's probably the only time I ever felt any nerves. I always tell Alex, I'm like, well, I can sit here and be nervous for you, but that's not going to help you on the ice. So I try not to worry about it. I'm like, you just go do what you have to do. And like, if you don't get it done, try harder. And that was my biggest motivation for him. Like all playoffs, I'm like, all right, if you're going to keep extending the season, let's just win it this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember feeling that way too. I was like, "Listen, don't go this far and not win. <laughs> don't take half my summer and not yeah. win it." Oh, that's got to be so awful. Like going to Game Seven. One of our friends got there twice, Game Seven of the finals, and lost both times. I'm like, "Oh, that's got to be just heartbreaking." Yeah, that's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Like I, I don't even want to imagine like no. how Boston felt. Yeah. So. 
I know. Nah, well, they already won. I was totally cheering for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. They beat us in 70. We're good. Seven, yeah. yeah. And Alex, Alex had the game winner, right? Yeah, he got the game winning goal. Amazing. So oh, cool. I was incredibly proud of him. At oh, that moment. Yeah. Did you just burst into really tears? For like a, no, I'm not a crier. Like, I wish I could cry in, like, very happy circumstances. <laughs> but I just get so excited and giddy. I don't know. It must be the cheerleader in me. And I'm just like, yay. <laughs> but no. Like, you whip no your hair? Shed. <laughs> Did you whip your hair back and forth? <laughs> <laughs> you brought the hairography out from, was it John? <laughs> John, yeah. yeah. John, who called me a jackass. <laughs> yeah. Jackass John. So what did your cup day look like? So it was pretty relaxed. Alex told me to let go of the reins and let his mom plan it because she really enjoys planning parties. We tried to do something more relaxing. Alex spent the morning golfing with like a few of his buddies from back home. And then I just met him on the course. I rode along and then we had a family party at his parents' house and we got to eat his Nona's pasta out of the cup and just like really enjoy our time with like the triplets and our good friends. And from there, we don't have much help back in Toronto yet. So we put the babies to bed and then we just had like a group of our friends over and we like just hung out in our backyard. It was pretty low key, but it was exactly what we wanted. After, like, such a long season. Yeah. A long, great season. Yeah. That, that's awesome. It does sound intimate. And it's kind of nice to do intimate parties like that because there's nothing like a cup party. It's insane. It brings out it brings out the party animal and absolutely everyone. So it's kind of nice that you had just some time. Yeah, it was nice to enjoy it. We had, like, our big parties, like, in St. Louis, right when they won. Like, where we went wild. We, like, stayed up all night with, like, the team. I swear I had a chronic twitch in my left eye for like two months following the cup party from pure exhaustion. <laughs> and then fortunately, like St. Louis gave us another day with the cup in St. Louis. Um, our goal, well, our original plan was to spend half the day in St. Louis and fly up to Toronto with it. But that wasn't an option. But all our charities that were tied to are based in St. Louis. So they gave us another morning with it. And Alex showed it to the Blue Special Hockey and that was like such an incredible moment. Like there was just pure joy. That's... And then we did a hospital visit here. Oh, okay. that's awesome. I love that. That's so special. Yeah, it was super nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then for my niece's charity that we run. Yeah. Tell us about, about that. Sorry. Tell us, tell us about your niece's charity. Okay. Yeah. My sister and her husband started it. Alex and I just kind of like jumped on the bandwagon to help them. Uh, it's called the Golden Angels. So the first few years after Ellie was diagnosed with cancer, like friends and family would set up a golf tournament for my sister's family to help offset the cost of Ellie's medical treatment. And they just wanted to continue to pay it forward. So they set up their own charity called the Golden Angels. And each year they host a golf tournament. And with the funds that they make, they choose a couple different local families each year and just gift them with X amount of money, depending on how much they make at the tournament. And that family can either pay like their deductible, their co-pays, their mortgage, like whatever extra money they need, they can use that to help out their family. And I guess it just means so much to them because, you know, in the States, we don't have universal health care. So the costs add up so quickly and 
it's already hard enough to see your child go through cancer or like through any life-threatening disease. So we really just try to make it easier for the families to like enjoy their time with their cane, like not have to worry about like the cost of medical treatment. No, exactly. You know, I love that because you actually see where the money goes to. Like the charities that I work with, I have to actually see it. I have to know who it's going to and the way that like that you guys can pick the family just like that. It's probably just so much more rewarding for you guys to see it, you know, help somebody directly. Right. And I think as they like try to grow the charity, we'll have to be like more selective or offer to pay for a mortgage or pay for whatever instead of just like gifting them the money. But that's all down the road right now. We're just kind of winging it, hoping it's successful. And um, I don't have like any knowledge in charities or how they run. So usually it's just like in-kind donations we get from local shops around town. So it works out. We have a great community here. It's nice helping other local families. Well, yeah, and you're using your platform and Alex's position, too, to to help out with that. So that's huge. Yeah, he's a big help. And I think sometimes, like, he's great, and I love the platform we have with him. But it really is my, like, sister's pride and joy, like, being able to help these families. But with Alex's name linked to it, everybody thanks him. They're like, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. And he's like, no, it's actually Tara's charity. Yeah. <laughs> we just help her. Well, yeah. you know what, and applause to your sister for, for doing that. And you know what, if we need, we need our guys sometimes, we just, we kind of need their, we need their name and their celebrity to push, push something along. So right, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, we're lucky. Good for your sister. And how's your niece doing then? She's good. She is five, nope, she's four years um, post-treatment and she has no evidence of disease. Uh, the chemo really messed up some of her nerves she has like bad neuropathy in her feet so we'll take that her being healthy and we'll just continue to work on getting her the physical therapy and exercises she needs to like correct what the chemo did to her body yeah well we'll be thinking about you and her and sending all kinds of healthy thoughts thank you Um, we appreciate them mm -hmm. okay so power questions so i'm just gonna ask you questions and just answer you or alex Okay. Okay. Who's messier? Definitely me. Who spends more money? Definitely him. Who does the laundry? I wash, he folds. Wow. That's good. That's a good guy. Okay. Who's who's the more relaxed parent? Oh, this one. He is. Who gets up earlier? We split it. So during the summer, he let he let me sleep in, and then he's like, "All right, training camp starting. You got to get up." So now me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> seems normal. Um, that seems normal. Yeah, exactly. Who's more social? Alex. Who plans the vacations? Me. Who eats more junk food? Definitely me. <laughs> who likes this on such a strict diet uh, I guess who likes to stay until the end of the party and who likes to leave early we both like to drop a good Houdini bomb so we leave <laughs> <laughs> oh you like you're just going to get something from your car 
Yep, and then we're just gone. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. And okay, sorry. Um, who controls the TV? Alex. <laughs> I have one. Who usually gets their way? Me. Hallelujah. Uh, who takes longer to get dressed? I do, for sure. Nice. But he spends more money. What does he buy? What's he buying? I had to go back to that one. What does he like to buy? He buys the most random things. Like, we just have Amazon packages, like, short at the door. He loves buying new toys for the kids. Um, I don't know. Whatever he can spend his money on. I feel like we have five different golf simulators. Oh, yeah. And none of them are used. <laughs> Just like these little gadgets and gizmos. I'm like, stop, just stop. Does he shop on Amazon all the time? Yeah, that's his favorite website for sure. <laughs> when Ray retired, he got really bad at that. He wasn't an online shopper before. And then all of a sudden, once he did it, he was like, do you know when you order something, they show you things on the side that you might be interested in? <laughs> so uh, it was yeah, like a whole like new world. gratification. Yeah. I should start going on his computer and like searching for things that I want so that it's a constant reminder that he should <laughs> buy me those shoes, that bag. It's like Jimmy Choo, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotta search, I gotta search him when he's nearby and then he gets the hint, like it starts showing up on his feed. Yeah, we gotta start doing that. You know how like Google just knows? <laughs> well, I used to be the biggest online shopper when. Jason played because he wasn't around as much. Yeah, my cover was blown. <laughs> <laughs> the end. I know. Just send it to friends' houses now, like yours. You're like oh yours. My, my. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a receiving. Suddenly, I'm in the receiving center for anything Kodak needs. <laughs> She's my warehouse. <laughs> Attention, friends. I am receiving. <laughs> I don't mind. Then I feel like I'm getting something, but I didn't have to pay for it. Until I have the cookies sent to your house and you're like, shoot, <laughs> I have the cookies again. That's That regular, was a lot of cookies. That's regular true. cookies. Oh, my gosh. You guys are too cute. I love it. <laughs> well, Janie, I sure hope to meet you in person one of these days. Um, again, like I said, we've got lots of friends in St. Louis, so I will definitely uh, be knocking on your door or finding you in the stands if I come to a Blues game yeah, this year. Either come to St. Louis or I want to do the retreat one year. Oh. I'm so bad at going to new places by myself. So I need you to get a couple girls yourself. to go with me. Oh, you, yeah, would, you would have a blast. You have to come. It might be tricky. Well, I don't know. It might be the perfect year for you to come. Need a little break from your, your littles? Yeah, they're a little older. I can trust them with like more people. Yeah, we know your sister perfect. can handle it. So she's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's even always on the just, call. Yeah, even if you just come for two nights, right? Like we usually do two to three nights is the average, but... Um, you yeah. know, some girls come for one night if that's all they can swing, but we'd love to see you there. It'd we be would. such a fun addition. And you can't say you don't know anyone because now yeah. you know Kodat and you know me. So perfect. <laughs> but gather a crew. <laughs> it, is, much, right? it is fun when you, when you can gather a crew or if you gather a crew of some of the girls that have moved away that you'd love to see, like maybe you bring Kelly or, you know, that's always fun too. Yeah. It turns into a little reunion from your favorites of the past. Okay, perfect. I'll definitely look into it this year. I should bring Carmen down with me. I'll drag her on on the same flight as me. Yes, that's. I love Carmen. I just need her to move back to St. Louis. No, don't take her. (laughs) No, I have to take her. (laughs) Hey, we've got 
Plus, okay, we- you can have her. You can have her during the season, and I get her in the summer. <laughs> okay, I'll, perfect. I'll share. I'll share like that. Hey, and we'll we'll in custody. I don't know yeah. Carmen. Clearly, <laughs> I need to know Carmen. Yeah, she's great. You and her, need to get to know Carmen. Uh, you would like her and her husband. They're fun. They're game for anything. They're hilarious. Well, I love that. Uh, and we can also lure you here with some good ice cream. There's a couple really great spots here. So I heard that's a weakness. For sure. Like, I can't turn it down. <laughs> it's an addiction and a problem. Oh, yeah. Wow. Bridget, Bridget introduced me to this place that probably when like when they make the ice cream it probably weighs more than your triplets put together like <laughs> these serving sizes are insane so worth it though that's my kind of place yeah exactly. all right we'll put it we'll put it to the list and we'll put it to the retreat itinerary thank you so much for joining us and taking the time away from your family and we wish you the best of luck this this season and in all things that you're doing you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really enjoy talking to the two of you. Awesome. Okay, we loved it. You. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.